Hello and welcome back to Becoming the Influential Me. I'm Michelle Chikander and today I'm going to be talking to you about the biggest mistake everybody makes when they are interviewing. Before that though, I know those of you that follow me and, and what I've been doing for the past few years know that I've been away for a little bit. I was taking time out, reflecting, thinking about things, thinking about you guys and what you need from me, thinking about what I need, etc, etc. Um, and I always advocate, I'm a big advocate for creating space for yourself and really thinking about what it is that you want and where it is that you're going. And sometimes that means taking a mini break. Um, I also experienced some overwhelm because it's been so busy um, post lockdown, but here we are, I am back. One of the things that did bring me back, perhaps sooner than I naturally would have come back, is some of you have been jumping into my DMs, sliding into my DMs rather, sorry, I'm not down with the kids. <laughs> sliding into my DMs and telling me that, you know, you love what I do, you've been, you know, tagging me on LinkedIn, tagging my podcast, you know who you are. Thank you so much because it's in those small moments that you realize people actually appreciate the work that you do. And if you haven't done already and you've been listening but you haven't subscribed we haven't shared the podcast please do it makes a difference i'm not somebody that does what i do because i want praise but it helps when i know that what i'm doing is actually helping people and i don't know that unless you let me know so if you haven't already please do subscribe okay so <laughs> let's talk business so today i want to talk about interviews because I've been thinking, experiencing, listening. And one of the things that's happening is post-lockdown COVID fatigue um, is kind of coming to an end and people are like, okay, I need new opportunities. I need to do something different. I need to move. And to be quite honest, now is a really good time. And one of the most common questions that I've been asked is around this idea of how to interview and how to interview well. And I keep giving the same advice. And it creates light bulb moments in almost everybody. So I thought, why not just share it with everybody and also signpost it so that you can say, if you, if you know somebody that's um, going through an interview, you can send them right here and, and listen to these um, ideas. Uh, I, I don't really want to call them tips, but I have ideas. So here are my um, 10 ideas on the things that you can do to improve your interview game. Um, and number 10 is the single biggest mistake that I know almost everybody makes when they're interviewing. But let us start from the top. Number one, what's a basic thing that people do not do? People under-prepare. When you're looking for a job, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So you read about the, the you read on the website, you prep your answers, and then you go, right? What most people fail to realize is going doing that extra little bit of research about the person that's hiring you, about you know some of the members of the team on LinkedIn. This information is all there on LinkedIn. Really trying to understand what's underpinning the ethos. Doing a little bit of research on the industry trends for that sector really digging deep into maybe the CEO and the leader of that organization and showing up to an interview armed with all of this information will undoubtedly make you a more knowledgeable in the interview and you can take the lead in some parts of the conversation by demonstrating that you know your stuff not just in your own world but in their world too so that would be the number one thing. Don't underprepare. If you are going to actually go to the interview, then make the extra effort. 
Because one of the things that uh, I've always done particularly well when it comes to interviewing is giving ideas, leaving the other person in the room with ideas about their business that they hadn't thought about before. And that puts me in a stellar position. And it would for you too. So that's my very first tip. Don't underprepare. Just go the extra mile. Go all out on your research. And you know what? The worst thing that will happen is you don't use it. But having it will actually give you more confidence as well. So it's worth thinking about. Okay. Number two. And this is this is kind of tied into the first point. Um, and that is understand the interests of your interviewer. One of my biggest, my pet peeves is when somebody shows up for an interview and they don't know who they're talking to. They've not bothered to look into them. They've not bothered to think about them. Why? Because they were so focused on what they're going to say and how impressive their CV is going to look and, you know, all their experience and I've got this and I've done this and I've done... What about the person you're speaking to? Right? Who's their biggest interest? themselves. So if you can show some interest in them, then you're more likely to get further ahead in the process than most people. If you can't find the information online, take a moment to ask them in the interview, what are your key priorities you know, in this business? What, what do you value most um, about working for this company? You know, these are some of the questions that you can ask to show an interest in the person that is interviewing you. Again, get out of your own head and start to consider that in order for you to get ahead, you have to create allies. And the first ally you want to create in any business is the person interviewing you. Why? Because they are going to advocate for you as the process goes forward, right? Um, they're going to talk about how brilliant you are as they negotiate with other people for a more money if you ask for it or you know greater responsibility if you ask for it etc this is your moment to shine and the best way to do that is to create an ally with the person that is interviewing you and the best way to do that is make it about them understand their interests based on what you can read find online beforehand and take a moment or two whilst you're in the interview to actually say hey pal we're going to be friends. What do you care about? I want to know so I can care about it too. Not in those terms, but hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say. Okay, number three. <laughs> I feel even a bit giddy saying this to you, but it's honest to God. My secret weapon in life, not even just an interview, in life. And that is simply this. Create scripts. It happens to everybody. You show up for an interview um, and then sometimes the person interviewing sits down and says, so Jane, tell me a little bit about yourself. And then your brain goes numb and then you start thinking, pants, 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 pants. I've got nothing to say. <laughs> um, I was born in 1983 and um, suddenly you're like gobbledygook and if you do come up with something it's not your best stuff so one of my things is I've always said I live by scripts you know who you are and you know what you want to say and you know the best elements of you so why not just take the time to create a little script create a script about the basic questions that you know you are going to be asked right create a script about the key things you want to land in that interview about who you are Create a little script about ideas that you have. Because also, once your brain has said it a few times, 
You're going to know this inside and out. And that's how you want to show up. And even if you don't remember it, you remember a few lines. And it's better to have a couple of lines of your best stuff than, you know, six or seven or eight lines of absolute shock in the moment, just figuring it out stuff. So it may take a little bit of time, but create a script, something for you to fall back on. How do you introduce yourself? I introduced myself the same way in whichever environment I was. For three years, I probably said that same script, maybe 50, 60, 70 times in an introduction. So it became second nature, but it started with a script. And people would say, oh my gosh, you show up so well, you're naturally instantly engaging. Why? Because of my script, not because of some magic powers <laughs> that I have. Um, because it's just a little bit of, that little bit of extra care goes a really long way. And also, I always like to think, I don't want other people forming an impression of me that I haven't formed myself first. So I can't expect people to think I'm amazing if I haven't created that impression within myself first. Just putting it out there. So that is it. Create a script. Or scripts. I have so many. Okay. Um, and then this leads me on to the very next point, And that is speak out loud. So a lot of times maybe you write things down and then when it comes to saying them, you can't really articulate yourself. You're overly thinking things through. You're looking down, you're not looking up or whatever it is. You get totally taken in in the moment. So what I've always done is whenever I have an important meeting, there are certain things I want to nail. So I will say them out loud to myself before I walk in into that environment. So it could be something like, I am a staunch believer. I'm a staunch believer in excellence. And I believe that if something is worth pursuing and if something is worth doing, it is worth doing to the highest standard. And then I would repeat that over and over to myself so that when I show up in the interview, suddenly I'm like, yeah. Uh, when they're talking about uh, something else, I suddenly drop in my pre-prepared um, remarks. <laughs> like a politician. Yeah, I've got pre-prepared remarks. And that's the thing. A lot of times we see people that speak really excellently and eloquently. And what we don't realize is they've done some prep work beforehand. So just do have a certain way of introducing yourself, practice in the mirror, saying it out loud. Hi, my name is this, this and this. And what I absolutely love about what I do is X, Y and Z. Here's what makes me particularly brilliant at doing X, Y, Z. Practice, and and that's what I did um, for for um, any interview that I had. I would always have scripts, and I would always most definitely say them out loud. I'd create mind maps if I really wanted a role. I'd really go deep into creating mind maps. You know, sort of. Um, thinking about where the company values are, what the company is about, and how my values and what I'm about align, and creating statements or phrases that I can just drop in uh, spontaneously in the interview. But that's because I created scripts, and after that, I uh, practiced speaking out loud. Now let's stop for a moment, because we are almost halfway through. Um, why do I do this? Well, the reason I do this is because every time I've had an interview, I've always interviewed for a role that was at least one level above what I was supposed to be, where I was supposed to be. Um, and so I needed to work in order to get roles. Where is the fun in interviewing for a role at the same level? <laughs> so if you're jumping up, then you also need to up your game in terms of how you speak, how you think, and how you do things. But I'll come back to that point. Okay, so 
because I was able to get more money each time and get more responsibility each time, it was necessary for me to do the necessary preparation to demonstrate that I had some of these skills when I actually got into the interview. Okay, let us move on. Point number, or idea number five. Idea number five is ask the right questions. I love it, right at the end of the interview, what are they gonna ask you? So do you have any questions? And you're like, um, what's the team like? Um, yeah, what's the culture like? Um, what, what do you, what, what do you enjoy most about working for this company? And you're just like, your questions are so glib. They're so obvious. Really use the opportunity to ask the right questions. Ask questions that move the needle. So ask questions like, if I was in this role and, you know, and, and I was hyper successful, what kinds of things would you be expecting me to be doing? How can I, what does going above and beyond the current role mean for you? What does, you know, I can see the job description, but how could I excel? You know, or, you know, what are the people that are excelling in this current role doing? This, again, these are questions that demonstrate that you are not just coming in to take, but you're coming in to give, number one. Number two, you also have your eye on the prize. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to show ambition. And so people will walk in, for example, and they'll say, yeah, I'm a results-driven person. That's what it says on their CV. And then they show up and they ask nothing, nothing <laughs> about results. They're just asking about inputs. Well, no, demonstrate that your results are oriented by asking what results can be expected of you and what smashing those results look at means, right? So just putting it out there, it's one of my most, uh, it, it really frustrates me when I see people going into an interview and acting differently to what it says on paper. If you're ambitious, demonstrate your ambition through the questions that you ask. If you are detail-oriented, uh, demonstrate your detail orientation through the questions that you ask. Just putting it out there. Okay, number six. Ah, that's exactly what I need to do right now. I'm getting so excited sharing all of this with you guys that I'm forgetting to breathe. <laughs> okay, now this is, I'm, I'm partially joking about this, um, but actually it's very serious. A lot of times you go into an interview and you don't breathe. You don't actually stop and take deep breaths in and we get anxious. We start struggling to, you know, uh, the throat grows dry and you have a physical manifestation of everything that's going on in your head. And it's really, really so important that when we go to interviews, we breathe slowly. So maybe even practice your breathing for when you are in the interview. Practice breathing slowly and actually being present. So a lot of time... Um, you know, we, our minds are elsewhere and it's really important to really just be in that moment and that requires a certain level of curiosity. What is going on in this room? Who are these people? How can I lean in? How can I demonstrate that I'm here and that if they do give me the job, I will also be here? It sounds like a small point, but I can always tell when I'm in a room with somebody that's just there because it's interview number five or 15. Or, or, or whether I'm with somebody who's keen to get to know me, get to know the business, get to know the goal, who really is engaged in the moment. So be present and breathe. Slow everything down. 
this, this one's for me. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a chatterbox and sometimes I get in my own way, start but actually the most important thing is stop, speak slowly. Why? Because when you speak slowly, it demonstrates command. It demonstrates that you're in control. It eases your nerves and it allows you to be eloquent and articulate just because you're breathing slowly. Okay. Um, here's another thing about being present as well. It's super important when you're asking the right questions or when you're responding to questions to, this is a mini point, maybe it's point five, <laughs> um, to really repeat back what people say to you. This is such a small thing, but it makes a huge difference in terms of demonstrating to the other, to the other person that they matter and that you are listening. Just repeat back. So based on what you said, you know, you, you, you mentioned that there's a um, results culture here. And this is something that I'm really curious about. Can you tell me a little bit more about X, Y and Z? So repeat back what they said, because they will feel like you are engaging with them. Number one, and they will feel like what they, they are saying matters. So sometimes just repeat back or use their language when you're explaining something else. Use little phrases like, as you said, or, you know, I, I, I'm in agreement with. You know, the phrases that make the other person feel like, okay, we're on the same team here. We're on the same level. This person gets it, right? Okay. Okay, number, I can't count. Seven, number seven. And this is to do with being present and breathing as well. All these things are interlinked. And that is simply this. Um, get out of your own head. A lot of times we come into the interview with our head full of stuff, stuff that we want to say to the other person to impress them. But what happens is when we are actually in the room, we then forget about the room, about the person that we're speaking to, and just start to, 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 to go into our own heads. Oh, I didn't say this. Oh, I should have said that. Oh, no, this should have happened. Oh, and then when we're out of the room. So a good way to be present is to just say, you know what? My notes are there, they exist, they're great. The information I've researched is great, but just before I walk into the room, I'm going to make sure that I get out of my own head and focus on what's going on in the room. Uh, if you say something incorrectly, it's fine. Don't get into your own head. Give the other people in that room space. Allow them to experience you, and they can only do that if you are fully immersed in what's going on in that room. Because then it's a true representation of who you are. If you stay in your head, you cannot engage in the conversation and obviously the interview. And that leads to a not so great performance a lot of the time. Because sometimes, have you ever had a conversation with somebody and you're like, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get, I don't really, I, I didn't understand what they were about. I didn't, I didn't feel like I connected with them. Why? Because that person was in their own head, probably, thinking about what they should have said, what they could have said, uh, what they'd like to say next, or, you know, just blurting out information. You know, like, a, I love it, the, the classic, they're just pouncing, they're waiting for you to stop talking so that they can speak, or, you know, just they've got a script in their head and they're just saying it. And it's kind of like, no, really take time to form a connection with the person, and the best way to do that is to get out of your head. Now, I know what you're thinking, but Michelle, you just said we should have a script and we should have a plan. Yes, you should. But that plan is not for you to, you know, blurt out in the interview verbatim. No, it's there to prepare your mind for the kinds of things that you should be saying, to give you an idea, a clear structure of how you could run that interview before you walk in the room. Once you're in the room, 
your brain should hopefully have taken some of that in. Uh, but once you're in the room, just be in the room and engage with the other person. This sounds so basic, but a lot of people don't do it. Why? Because they're thinking about what's going on with them and how perfect they should have been but weren't. Or, or how perfect they're trying to be by having this great script or this great plan or this great experience they want to share. Missing that actually the most important thing is the person you're speaking to and really engaging with them. Okay. So stop being inside your own head. Ask the other person questions like, uh, does that make sense? Am I being clear? Do you, would you like a little bit more information on that? Um, or is, is, that, you know, is that clear? To show the other person that I want you to get what I'm saying to. So reach out to them in your conversation or do you know, do you know what I mean? Uh, does that make sense? Or whatever it is, cues that allows the other person to engage with you. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, okay. Number eight, this is a bit of a funny one, but this is just a simple rule of thumb. Do not rush to an interview. Do not rush to an interview. Why am I saying this? Once upon a time, this was my second ever job interview. I, I was rushing. I was rushing. I already had a job and I was going out to interview and it was between something like three and four. So I had to leave work at this time, but work would only let me leave at a certain time. So I was rushing and I got to the interview, went in, um, absolutely smashed it, obviously. Um, <laughs> absolutely smashed it in my head uh, and then walked out and then realized I was wearing this gorgeous pencil dress and the zip on the back was only half done up. Yeah, yeah. I went to the interview, so as I walked out of that room, my dress was half undone. Why? Because I had to change, I had to do this, and I was rushing and I didn't really take care of the finer details. So my advice is when you show up for an interview, first of all, put your clothes on properly. <laughs> Second of all, um, just to allow you, because interviews are anxiety inducing enough on their own. Try to create conditions where you're not rushing, where you're calm, where you can you have time to have a nice warm drink. Um, because anxiety will be present at some point, but if you can help it, try to eliminate some of the, the those factors like rushing or like you know having meeting a meeting beforehand or whatever. Just try and avoid. Uh, rush and anxiety before an interview. It sounds silly to say, but sometimes we're just so keen to get the interview that when maybe a recruiter or the hiring manager or the HR person says, can you do between three and four? And you're like, yeah, I've got a meeting, but, I, but, but yeah, I can. Try and avoid putting it at a point where you have other things on either side, just so that you can be calm and be fully present and breathe and really just knock it out of the park as you would without feeling time constraints. Okay. Um, I repeat, please, put on your clothes properly before an interview. Okay, the, the, the ninth, number nine, we've got, we've got, the biggest one is on its way now, we're close, is have a sense of humor. Make me fall in love with your personality, right? When I say, you don't have to be funny in an interview because sometimes it's not appropriate, but what you can do is smile make the other person feel at ease. I've seen people walk into an interview and then they sit there like this. And then they're like, 
and it's like oh my gosh I'm scared to be in the same room as this person and it's really just showing I'm a relaxed person this is how I work I work happy I work relaxed right and then you can have the interview it's a small point but it causes the process to go smoother and it positively it creates a positive impression just because you smiled and you know just because you were open made the other person feel safe interviewing you made the other person think I'd like to work with her and and this is really what, what I mean about sometimes it's the smallest detail because you're so in your head you've got a script you've got exactly what you want to say you want to demonstrate your 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 prowess your great skills that you forget to just smile <laughs> and relate to the other person and be soft and 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 really just shine you know um because you had things to say so just be mindful of that now number 10 the biggest mistake everyone makes when they go to an interview are you ready for it starts with a p <laughs> it's perspective I've seen so many people go for interviews and really lack that perspective. It's almost like um, they go in with a begging bowl and they're like, I'm the person, you know, in a begging position. And so I have to say all the right things. They can do no wrong. It's, you know, I'm the only one that can get things wrong in this process. And if I don't get it, it's, it's all my fault. Um, and no. Okay. So let's go back to basics. What happens when we interview is, you have something of value, your skill set, and they have an opportunity or a need for that value. And what people often forget is that sometimes the, the, it's not a right fit, right? Which has got nothing to do with you and how well you perform in an interview. But, uh, which, but, but also sometimes, in addition to that, um, you come in and you have an interview and you're like, oh, but I have to get this right. And you put so much pressure on yourself to answer everything correctly, to do things correctly. And you forget that you are a high prized, high value asset for the business, right? Now, when you walk in, if you understand that there is a marketplace, my skills are top dollar. You know, I work very hard. I'm incredibly good at what I do. And so this company would be privileged to have me work for them. And you go in with the mindset of, are we a match? I, I sometimes say it's like dating, right? You don't go on a date and say, oh, I'd be lucky if I got you. And if I did, then I'm going to do everything you say. And then this date is finished. No. You go in and you say, I'm a really good person. I try to live a certain way. And I want to know if we're a match. If we're not a match, we're not a match. And that's okay. But um, I'm a person of value, and this is what I need from you, and this is what you need from me. Let's see if we can make it work, right? So have fun with it. Interviews are, it's kind of like a matchmaking thing. It's not a, oh, I need them, and it's so desperate, and it's so awful. Because just like relationships, what do we think of those people that are so needy? We're like, oh, gosh, I never want to date one of those. It's the same with the workplace, right? When you show up, you're like, okay. We're gonna do this, we're gonna have this lovely dance. If I'm not a right fit for you, then that's a really big shame. Um, but if I am, then we're gonna create something beautiful together. And this is why it's about having a sense of humor, being sure of what you have to offer, understanding and taking the time to understand the business that you're going in for, and then doing it that way. So this is the biggest thing, have some perspective, perspective about how we interview. This is the biggest mistake. No one is superior, no one is inferior. 
it is just a case of are we a good match perhaps and and this then goes on to the next part which is after the interview you could even ask was it that it was not a good match and why what skills do you think i was missing can you be kind enough to tell me so that when i go on my next date i can be better um, because it is really that simple. A, you don't know what's going on with them and they don't know what's going on with you and it's just a case of trying to figure out whether you're on the same wavelength. So perspective, this is the biggest mistake. So when you go in, don't be so nervous, put so much pressure on yourself, have some fun, right? Uh, and, and create enthusiasm, create energy around. I'm keen to find out what are your challenges. Um, so be sure to email me, michelle at theinfluentialme.com. Leave me comments below my videos on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast, just be sure to let me know. Um, until next week, that's it. Have a great week. Oh, I really like to.